All right, it's May 23rd. Uh, the latest The Weeds podcast uh, with Matt Iglesias was pretty interesting. He talked with a guy named Morgan Williams Jr., who is a New York University economist. And he studies, like, police and race and homicide stuff. He's a black guy. Um, seems like every time you get an economist who will tell you something in- interesting on that subject, they're a black economist. I think, you know, if you're a white economist, you can't say what this guy's saying. I mean, he's not saying anything crazy, but if you're white, you keep your mouth shut. If you're black, you can say uh, what this guy says. So the first interesting thing that he said was that, you know, they did a study of police departments going back, I don't know, 30 years or something, and all across America... And each time you hire a cop, you reduce the number of murders per year by 0.06 to 0.1. So let's just, just so let's imagine a city hires 100 cops. That means that there will be less there will be 6 to 10 less murders that year for every 100 cops you hire. You know, so right there that just defund the police. You're stupid. Uh, Black Lives Matter. You know, pretty much every solution that's been suggested by Black Lives Matter sounds like it will also, you know, cost black lives. You know, and this works for white people too, you know. If you want less white murders, get more cops. Turns out that cops, I guess long story short, reduce crime. Who knew? And they also talked about background checks by looking at um, Missouri. And if you're anti-woke like I am, uh, this may challenge some of your assumptions, which is fine. I love to hear you know, non-manipulated statistics that challenge my assumptions, because I want to be right. I don't want to go rah, rah, rah for something that's wrong. I want to be right. But anyways, Missouri, somewhere around 1920, put in some hardcore uh, background checks, or, you know, at least hardcore for back then. Basically like what we got now, like, you know, if you sell a gun, you got to... do a background check, and uh, private parties cannot sell to each other. So you can't just, you know, give or sell a gun to your buddy. And now when I hear 1920, I don't know what was going on in Missouri without looking it up, but uh, that makes me think of, uh, that's about the time the KKK was, uh, whatever, being most active. And so I think it's also a time when basically... Whites and blacks were not getting along real good. Uh, So they probably did these background checks and restrictions. You have to get a license. Um, Probably to stop black people from getting guns. You know, that's what they were probably worried about. It's like California. California has the most restrictive gun measures, but it was actually people on the right who, uh, you know, they're barely on the right back then. But anyways, people on the right, maybe in like the 70s, in California who put in the gun restrictions and that was because like the the Black Panthers um, were carrying around guns you know basically black people were marching in the streets carrying guns because that was legal and then there was a particular case where I think uh, like the Black Panthers or something they all went up to the steps of the state capitol or whatever they got there in California and they all brought you know guns and so they passed a bunch of restrictive gun laws so, it wasn't a bunch of woke liberals who passed those restrictive gun laws. I think Ronald Reagan was involved. It was uh, people on the right are like, uh, we don't want all these black people walking around with rifles all day long. But anyways, back to Missouri. So, they had this restrictive gun laws. 
And and then in 2007, you know, Missouri, I, guess, I think it used to be Democrat, Union, whatever. But in 2007, they they become Republican. They're more on the right. And so they uh, repealed that law, all those laws. You know, now why would you repeal that law? Well, you know, do you want to pay? You had to pay 15 bucks or something uh, to transfer a gun. You know, that's a hassle. You got to well, probably wait, you know, a few days. You got to fill out paperwork, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it's a hassle. Why would you want that gun law? You wouldn't. You think. And long story short, uh, repealing that law had zero effect on white people. But it increased uh, the black homicide rate and, you know, whatever, and gun violence. I guess the way you see whether or not guns are really what's going on is you look at suicides. You can't necessarily go by murders because, you know, you know, murders in 1992 are way higher than murders in 2018 or whatever, 2015. So, but suicides are a pretty steady thing. That's not something that like, you know, if you're a Black Lives Matter fan or you hate Black Lives Matter, you still commit suicide the same as you always would have. So they could see that, uh, whatever, the use of suicides amongst black people went up, or using guns went up. That's not a good explanation. But anyway, somehow using suicides gives you the impartial uh, explanation for things. And so that's just kind of a feature of democracy. Um, you know, sometimes you vote for something that's good for you, and it's not good for someone else. So... You know, for white people, this law was a hassle. And for black people, they were about to have guns, I guess, flooding their, uh, you know, St. Louis and uh, Kansas City. And a lot of people were going to get killed. You know, and there's more white people that live there. So they voted. They voted for what was good for them. And they got what was good for them. And it was good for them. And then black people, they didn't have the votes. I mean, I don't know. They might have voted for it too. But anyways, the result was not good for black people. But so, does that mean that... Well, let's talk about background checks. Are background checks good? Well, this is the first time I've ever heard that they work. And, you know, one... Whatever. One state over 15 years, that doesn't prove... You know, this is not definitive proof of anything. But it's an interesting data point. Normally, background checks, they're proposed by the feds. And it'll be after a mass shooting. And then, you know, what... You know, the comeback to that, you can always say is, well, the guy who the guy who just did that mass shooting, he wouldn't have been stopped by any sort of background checks. I mean, just for one example was the Vegas shooting. I think that's the one that killed the most people. Like that was a rich, a rich white guy who never had a history of mental illness. And, you know, he's been whatever. He's been buying guns for 30 years. And then he bought a bunch more guns right before he did the shooting. But, you know, there wasn't no. I'm sure, I'm sure he was doing background checks. I think he lived in California. So he's probably doing background checks on all those things. So background checks are not going to stop mass shootings. And so, like I say, they're like, oh my God, there's a mass shooting. We need to do background checks. And then the answer is, well, that ain't going to affect mass shootings. And the other thing is, is there's plenty of cities that have restrictive gun laws. Like New York has crazy restrictive ones. They still have gun violence. Didn't stop it there. Uh, Chicago. I believe very restrictive, doesn't stop, doesn't stop it there. L.A., that's in California, they got problems. You know, so maybe, I guess here's a hypothesis, is that starting up new background checks doesn't stop anything. But if you had background checks for 90 years and you take them away, that's going to be a problem. 
So all this gun talk is making me go back and listen to the Science Versus episode about guns. It's from 2016. Um, Science Versus is a pretty, pretty even-handed um, science show. They'll go like, Science Versus, and then pick a topic, and then they'll do like a 45-minute segment on it. Um, you know, I think after May 2020, they got woke and stopped going, you know, whatever. Started manipulating their results that they reported, but... Anyways, this one is from 2016, so they were legit legit back then. And I should add, they're an Australian ABC, Australian Broadcasting Company show. And so they got two episodes. The first one is like, if you hate guns, then they kind of give you, they try and give you as much ammunition as they can. So this is basically covering the second episode, um, which is funny though, because they summarize the first episode. So, you know, even though it's a bunch of woke stuff, long story short, guns do not increase crime, but they do increase deadliness. So, you know, the number of rapes and uh, aggravated assaults and maybe murders don't go up. Basically, attempted murders. You don't, you don't try and kill people anymore because there's guns around, but you just succeed more. So they mentioned that uh, the U.S. has a gun homicide rate 25 times more than other rich countries, you know, which is not really the number you want to know. You want to know if we murder more, not if we just use guns to murder more. And then, so that one's not convincing, but then um, I guess we have a suicide rate that's eight times higher than other countries. Now, it still doesn't mean that it's caused by guns, but... That's an alarming number. Why are Americans committing so much suicide? And I think, you know, so this show's from 2016. So I think that's right about the time, like, the opioid crisis was going on. And, you know, like, deaths of despair. Like, white people were, like, you know, white men lost their job at the factory. They got no skills. They're on opioids. And uh, they commit suicide. So I don't know if that's the answer. But I think 2016 is kind of a... Probably not the right year to talk about it. You know, go back to 2000, see if we were way worse. Because, you know, maybe Finland's doing great in 2016, and uh, the whole Midwest is committing suicide in America. I don't know. And then, so the background check system in America ain't that good. There's a lot of people who shouldn't be able to get a gun, convicted felons, who could pass a background check because the system is not perfect. But it generally turns out that don't matter. You know, you could fix that part. Um, they asked 1,400 uh, gun criminals in prison where they got their guns. And 77% of them said they got them from friends and family. And 11% said they got them from a gun store. And that 11%, right, that could be the first time that they uh, got convicted. So they could have, maybe, you know, they made it past their background checks legitimately. Who knows? So half of gun criminals were legal people before they use the gun in a crime. Next thing is mental illness. Basically, there's no way for doctors to know if some mentally ill person is going to get violent with a gun, so there's not really anything to do there. Next, gun buybacks have not been shown to reduce any sort of crime uh, in America. But we're getting towards the Australian gun buyback. So in 96, Australia had a the Port Arthur Massacre, where some guy took a semi-auto rifle and killed 35 people.
So the conservative-led government outlawed semi-automatic and automatic guns. And there was a buyback. You had to bring it in, otherwise you're a criminal. And they took 640,000 guns out of people's hands. And they did all of this like within weeks. Makes you think of like America where there's a mass shooting and then whatever. It takes weeks before people are even yelling at each other the way they want to yell. It takes a while to figure stuff out here. So gun violence in Australia went down after that. But I think violence in general in Australia went down after that. So it's a little tricky to figure out the difference. Also, there was 3 million guns before the buyback, which went down to, I guess, 2.4 million. And Australia is right back up to 3 million, so it's not like they don't have guns. They got lots of guns. And they don't mention it here, but I think handguns were always illegal. Like, that's the... A lot of countries don't allow handguns. And, you know, like the mass shooting that has the AR-15. Well, whatever, you know, that kills 100 people a year. The thousands of people that are killed each year are killed with handguns. You know, they're small. They fit in your glove compartment. They fit in your pocket. You don't want to take an AR-15 if you're going to commit suicide or, you know, kill the guy down the block that's sniffing around your girlfriend. Or if you want to kill your spouse. That's the two big three. Two big three. That's the three big things that people use guns for to kill. So according to this thing, there was a... Whatever. They were were able to reduce, like, gun murders... But it wasn't the buyback. Buyback means you're forced to sell your gun, which is whatever. Buyback is not the right word necessarily. You could call it confiscation. Confiscation and they give you some money. But anyways, while they were doing that, they also created a whole bunch more paperwork for gun owners. And so everyone who owns a gun, basically it's like cars. You know, which is, no one complains about cars. Or if you do, you're getting a little bit out there. But, uh... So everyone who has the ability to drive has a license? Well, there, everyone who has the ability to shoot has a license. And then on top of that, just like how every car has paperwork that goes with it, over there, every gun has paperwork that goes with it. So every person involved in every gun itself has a uh, traceable bunch of paperwork. And then they got some sort of incentives that are like, Sounds like maybe you're a little bit liable for what happens with a gun if someone steals it from you and goes and does something bad. So you can't, you know, like in America, you just say, oh, the gun was stolen. And then, whatever, the gun is in the wind. I mean, you, know, you say it was stolen if anyone asks you. But there, you have a duty to report your stolen gun and then some sort of penalties, I assume. And apparently, doing that kind of stuff helps. And, you know, I know Germany is like that, too. I know about the German laws. German laws are very similar you know, to own a gun, you got um, you got to have a reason, and you know, and it's interesting. Collecting is one of those reasons. So, you know, you can own in Germany. I know, I know this, this YouTuber I watch in Germany. He owns like twenty guns. He owns all sorts of, you know, badass, cool guns, and uh, you know, his reason for owning them, he's a collector. But Australia and Germany both have whatever. They both say that self-defense is not a valid reason for owning a gun which is kind of the number one thing that we talk about here in America. And to make things more confusing, in 1996, the United Kingdom had a, a school shooting. A bunch of kids and teacher got killed. 
And so they did a gun buyback, but they did handguns. And then going forward from that day, handgun murders shot up a whole bunch. Okay, and so they end their podcast by saying that, you know, you can look at Australia and it seemed to work pretty good there. You can look at UK and what they say is that it seemed to not work, but then they say, well, there's so few gun murders in the UK that whatever you can't draw any conclusions you know they don't they don't want to say that in the uk it didn't work they just say ignore the data which is fine they're probably right on that and then finally they make like a judgment like if america does what these two countries did is that going to like solve our problem and their answer is that uh the culture in australia and the culture in the uk you know around guns is wildly different than the culture in America. And so you can't use those two countries to say anything about what's going to happen in America. I mean, you know, here we use we believe in using them for self-defense, and that's uh, that's not something that even runs through people's minds there. She had a funny little story about um, in Australia, there's like, uh, like these real crocodile Dundee people who go out and kill kangaroos with a single shot. And they're like, what do you think about these semi-automatic rifles? They're like, ah, that's just a toy for a city boy. And in the UK, gangsters started carrying around replica guns. So it looked just like a gun. And they just, you know, they go do their armed robbery robbery with a fake gun. And I guess they wouldn't shoot you if you resisted. They'd probably just pistol whip your ass. So who knows? So I went and looked up the stats on uh, suicide and murder in uh, rich countries. And America is number one, you know, go USA in both categories. But it's weird because while we commit suicide with guns more than any other country, I mean, quite a bit more, there's tons of countries. Like, I think uh, Norway maybe was number two, and France is, you know, France is in there. And so there's a bunch of European countries where people use guns to commit suicide. You know, maybe they do it half as much as we do or a third as much as we do, but it's not zero. But then you look at murders and it's like, we do a bunch of murdering with guns and those countries like don't do any murdering with guns. So they've got guns because they use them to commit suicide. They just don't ever use them for murder. Now, I don't know why that is, but that's pretty interesting. So... European countries, they got guns, because they can still use them to kill themselves, but they just never, ever use it to shoot someone else. I guess they stab them.